0: Grifter Newsom, I I mean Governor Newsom of California, is launching a campaign for democracy and is attacking GOP MAGA extremists to raise money for. We're going to get into that. And I'm also going to explain how trans people, are they really under attack? Should they really fear for their lives? Where is this rhetoric coming from? It might not be coming from places where you think it's coming from. And more. Welcome to A Plea to Humanity, a podcast dedicated to transferring power back to the people. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode thirteen of A Plea to Humanity, a podcast dedicated to transferring power back to the people. My name is Corbin Sable, and I want to go over a lot. But first, let me direct your attention to this picture that I saw from Freedom Works on Instagram with Representative Chip Roy. You cannot sustain thirty-two trillion dollars of debt. We are here to say that the time for continuing business as usual in Washington is over. So there are a few bigger threats to our national security, to our country, to the people, to our wealth and prosperity than our national debt and our reckless federal spending in Washington, D.C. Now, yes, this is a problem that transcends both political parties. Both the Republicans and the Democrats are guilty of reckless federal spending in Washington, D.C. Both Republicans and Democrats are guilty Yes, that means Trump is guilty of this, and Biden is especially guilty of this. Obama, Bush, and presidents of the past are guilty of this catastrophe that if we do not turn our ship around soon, we will not have a future ahead of us. So now, quick history lesson. This all ties back to the creation, the establishment of the Federal Reserve in 1913, which kind of like catapulted off into this uh, uh, reality that we are living in today. Plus, getting off the gold standard from Richard Nixon, getting us off the gold standard in 1973, I think, the 1970s, uh, definitely didn't help, right? But I want to put things into perspective on what a trillion is. What – how big of a number is a trillion? So we're going to start with a million, right? It's easy to understand how big a million is. It's an expensive house in Texas or something or maybe a small shack in San Diego where I live right? A million or maybe a few fancy cars, right? We can conceptualize a million, right? A million dollars is easy to understand and conceptualize. How about a billion, right? A billion's a little harder to conceptualize, right? So let me go back. A million seconds is 12 days, right? So a million seconds is 12 days, right? A million seconds is a fancy house or a few expensive cars or 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years okay so that was a huge gap between a million and a billion if a million seconds is 12 days 12 days and a billion seconds is 31 years what could a trillion seconds be and remember we are 32 trillion dollars in debt as a nation okay 32 trillion so a million seconds is 12 days a billion seconds is 31 years, not days. A trillion seconds is 31,688 years. 31,688 years. Give me 1 second, I'm going to go live here and pull up usdebtclock.org. This is a live shot. We are okay, so according to US Debt Clock, we are approaching Thirty-two trillion dollars in debt. We are thirty-one point six five four trillion dollars in debt. Debt per citizen is dollars and five hundred and eighty-one dollars debt per taxpayer. Debt per taxpayer two hundred and forty-six thousand eight hundred and eighty-six dollars. So, not quite thirty-two trillion. We're almost there. But the point is, is that. Washington, D.C., business as usual, according to uh, Representative Chip Roy, who I really like, and I really like a lot of what he's doing. We are here to say that the time for continuing business, as usual, in Washington is over. What Republicans and Democrats have been doing to this country needs to come to an end. And that's what people need to understand. We need to redirect our attention and unite over something like this. Our national debt and a few other things. We're going to shift gears here and say there's, there's there's, again, a few things. That are that are really, really, actually important that we need to unite and focus on. Take a look at this: Governor Christy Noem of South Dakota vetoed HB one one nine three, which this bill adopts a definition of money to specifically exclude crypto like Bitcoin, and it opens the door to the risk that the federal government could adopt a central bank digital currency. South Dakota will always stand for economic freedom. So just like re- re- um, railing debt, it in our railing in the national debt vetoing this bill what christy noem did by vetoing 1193 which would exclude things like cryptocurrency from the definition of money few things are more important than this why because again this podcast is all about uh, transferring power back to the people if the federal government had a centralized digital currency say goodbye to your privacy and your ability to be private and transfer cash between two people in privacy that goes away with a centralized digital currency. We lose power. We lose so we will lose so much power as a people if there's a federal digital currency. Okay? So much power will be transferred away from the people. So, just like Chip Roy's attitude with addressing our national debt as our federal government grows in size and scope, the wealth and prosperity and the power of the people will decrease. It's just, it's like a tipping scale. Size and scope of government increases, wealth and prosperity and of the people decrease and the power of the people decrease. Wealth and prosperity of the government goes down in size and scope, so will and our wealth and prosperity and our power will increase. It's basic, basic common sense logic. So again, there are few things more important than addressing our national debt. Few things more important than what Christy Noem just did by vetoing this bill. And here's something else that's super, super important is a conversation on gun control, Right? Few things are more important than maintaining our Second Amendment. gun. Look at this. Gun control does not mean what you think it is. It means only the state will have guns. If you think that's a good idea, you need to read a history book on government betrayal and tyranny. So if you're listening to this on audio, this is a picture of a, a Nazi soldier about to execute a Jew in, in the Holocaust days. I'm imagining, I guess, in the late, in the 1930s. <laughs> right so gun control does not mean what you think it is it means only the state will have the guns and then hello then the state can control the people right if we don't have the guns then we don't have the power if only the government or the state has the guns that means they have the power they can do whatever they want to the people you get a few bad actors in government to rule over the people and boom now we're enslaved that's how the holocaust happened hello so that's why it is so so important to keep our second amendment To ensure that Second Amendment is not infringed, shall not be infringed, are very, very important words on the Second Amendment. And it has been infringed time and time again. And we have crisis actors in our media and our national politics and just everywhere that want to go after the gun. Because they know that if we are disarmed, we can be controlled. If we are disarmed as a people, then we can be controlled and we don't have the power. They can control us. They have the power. It's that simple. It is that simple. Yes, I want people to be protected. Yes, I want kids to be protected in schools. And we're going to get into that in a second. Actually, we're going to get into that right now. Let's watch this clip of Representative Jamal Bowman going ballistic, I guess, on the House floor and accusing House Republicans of apparently wanting to do nothing to protect kids in schools. Watch this.
1: Ask them. And they go to the Senate and ask the same questions. They're cowards. They're all cowards. They won't do anything save the lives of our children at all. Cowards. Cowards. They're gutless. They're what not here. Talking I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been I'm talking school about shooting gun
0: violence. In a school that allows teachers to care. Oh my carry. God. guns? Would you think more you guns sponsors? need to more guns? Okay, we're not going to listen to that whole thing because Representative Jamal Bowman is just being uh, annoying showboating guy and he's not even letting Representative Thomas Massey speak. But take a look at this other video from Thomas Massey. He posted it on Twitter. Watch, let's watch the full video of uh, what what actually took down and what Representative Thomas Massey tried to say. You can't really hear him very too well over. Uh, God, this annoying guy, this annoying, annoying guy.
1: You know, there's never been a I'm so that allows teachers to carry. Carry would guns? You, would you, would more you guns, lead to more, would you more guns lead to more death. More guns lead to more death. Look at money? the data. You're not looking at any data. No you're you're, no you're carrying no, the water no. for the gun lobby. No, no, Look listen, at the data. No carry more carry guns to lead to more kids. death. Guns, states, states that kids. have open carry laws have more death. Never states never that have open carry laws Teacher. I was a school care. counselor. I was a middle school principal. I was in cafeterias every protecting kids, kids every day of my care. career. There's why? never been a shooting. You know, we never been a shooting. It's time. We've got why guns why here to accident protect accident? us. Why? And Accenture. we believe the Accenture. kids should have somebody you, to protect them. Every school that's allowed it has never had a shooting. Not even an accidental discharge in any of the schools. So
0: so thomas massey brought up a good point in every school that has armed staff right there hasn't been a mass shooting that is such a common sense logical solution to stopping school shootings you don't have to go after the gun there are so many things that we can do to protect kids before we go after the gun we protect him right for whatever reason i don't know maybe it's the work of satan i don't know why schools are being targeted by mass shooters right that's a common sense solution Common common sense, to arm the teachers, to arm the staff. It, it makes sense. Again, I don't understand why schools are being targeted, but until we can figure that out as a society, until we can address these mental health issues, there is nothing wrong with protecting kids. And saying you don't want to arm staff members is so illogical to me. Look at this. This guy says, teachers do not get paid enough to be armed. The perfect response that I saw was from Heidi Briones. They don't get paid enough to not be armed. Beautiful, right? They don't get paid enough to not be armed. So you're saying that teachers don't get paid enough to be armed. So if a mass shooter walks into that school, you're just going to be like, Oh, good luck, I guess. Good luck. Hope you survive how cruel do you have to be how illogical do you have to be how messed up in the head do you have to be to not want to protect kids so this is how i'm turning the language around they use the language for gun control and say oh we don't care we don't care about kids by not going after the gun no you don't care about kids by not wanting to protect them you don't care about kids by not wanting to arm staff and teachers you don't care about kids by not wanting to fortify schools You don't care about the kids' safety. You want kids gunned down. That's the language that I'm going to use. I'm flipping that script. You're not going to go after the Second Amendment. You are not going to go after our ability to protect ourselves, to protect our inalienable rights. You are not going to go after my ability to protect my life, my family's life, and my inalienable rights. You will not. And you do not care about the kids. So... There's a lot of rhetoric going around these days that trans people are under attack, I guess. And that's kind of what led to that recent mass shooting at the, uh, at the uh, Nashville school where six people died at the hands of a transgender individual. Because there's so much rhetoric going around that transgender people are under attack and that their lives are being threatened. I tweeted out the rhetoric that transphobes want transgender people dead is 100% coming from Democratic politicians and left-leaning media outlets and pundits. I will repeat that for the people on audio. The rhetoric that transphobes want transgender people dead is 100% coming from Democratic politicians and left-leaning media outlets and pundits. Take a look at this. This is a perfect example from Cenk Uygur of the Young Turks of where this red rhetoric is coming from. Watch this.
1: I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not. I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. We can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country. And I always tell people, don't get guns. It'll make you less safe. I'm going to make an exception here for trans people. They're actually in danger. They have had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right wing media ginning up fear against them 24/7. They are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans, okay? Because I'm worried for them. I'm worried that the right wing lunatics are going to attack them as they have
0: over and over again. And by the way, it's not just right wing lunatics, other people attack trans folks as well. Did you notice how he said guns make you less safe? I, I am trying to wrap my head. I, no, there is no. Wait, there is no logical way to understand that. How a gun will make you less safe. If somebody was attacking me and I had a gun in one scenario and no gun in another scenario, which scenario would I be more safe in? Obviously the scenario where I had a gun. So I completely reject the logic, the illogic, I guess, that guns make you less safe. It's illogic. Don't buy that. Don't let them sell you that piece of crap line of logic. It's Ill, It's not logic. It's illogical. Now, Howie said, listen, did you pay attention to he said, like, there's so many laws being passed that's targeting trans people? Now, I will say, obviously, there's legislation throughout our country that is being has to target trans people but this legislation is clearly not to attack the individual it's to protect society and and to protect the individual actually which i'll get into so obviously the first example is like the bathroom laws or the sports laws where hey if you're born a male if you're a male you should go in the men's bathrooms or the boys bathrooms and you belong in men's sports If you're born a female, if you're a female, you belong in the female bathrooms and you belong in female sports. I understand that there's gender dysphoria out there. I understand that people believe that they are not the gender that they are. I understand that and I empathize with that. But the answer is not to cross our sports and to cross our bathrooms and to say, hey, if there's a man out there that thinks he's a woman, he goes in the woman's bathroom or the woman's sports. That's not the answer. That is not the answer the answer if you want to establish transgender if you want to build transgender bathrooms sure transgender athletics sure let's do it but the answer is not as i just said it was and legislation that prevents men to go into women's sports that prevents men from going into women's bathrooms is not attacking trans people or going after their existence or whatever right another example is banning how legislation throughout this country only the republicans throughout this country is banning gender okay they call it gender affirming care i call it child mutilation where children are being allowed to consent to surgeries at the at the young age of like 16 we have 16 year olds out there consenting to double mastectomy having their breasts removed because they've been guilted or confused into thinking that they might be actually a boy instead of giving the mental health treatment that they need that's being banned you think that's an attack on transgender people? I think not. Saying to a 16-year-old that, hey, I get it. You might be confused. You might think you're a boy. But, hey, let's work some things out before we chop off your breasts. Hello? Is that, is that okay? Can we do that? Can we maybe let the kid grow up? And maybe have a fully developed brain at the age of, by the age of 25? Before they make a decision to chop off their breasts in irre, irreversible surgery? Can we do that? Is that an attack on transgender people? I think not. And for you to say it is, is disgusting. I'm over here protecting kids. I want kids to grow up and make a decision when they're grown up. I want kids to survive a mass shooting attempt by armed staff and teachers. I want to protect kids. And it's a parent who does not want to protect kids, it's a parent who wants these crises. To continue to prosper so they can go after the gun so they can continue this divide amongst the people it's very very sad so i'll close out this thought with that with uh this uh line of thought so i i will i will say that matt walsh people like matt walsh and people like michael knowles you know they could work on their messaging maybe just a little bit better you know i mean michael knowles saying something like that he wants to eradicate transgender ideology i i get it. It, it i can see how it's easily easy, easily uh twisted and misunderstood i mean he's clearly not saying he wants to kill anybody or commit genocide or kill transgender people He wants to eradicate the ideology when you understand how words work and you understand what words mean you can understand you can clearly understand that but he can cool it down just a little bit so Here we have this Jesse guy saying, your efforts to exterminate trans people will not happen. We are stronger than you and you will never win. He's replying to Matt Walsh. Nobody's saying to exterminate trans people, not Mike Walsh, not Michael Knowles, nobody. Nobody's being exterminated. Again, this is the type of rhetoric, this is important. This is the type of rhetoric that creates the monsters who just shot six people, including three nine-year-old children. Jesse replies, deny the existence of a group of millions of people as akin to trying to exterminate them. No one's denying anybody's existence. Nobody's trying to kill anybody, except for the transgender person who just shot up uh, killed, or just killed six people, right? At they, uh, at that Christian high school. Those are the people that are trying to kill people. Nobody's out there trying to, nobody on the right is trying to kill transgender people or deny people's existence. Again, if you are a man and you think you're a woman or vice versa, if you're a woman and think you're a man, honestly, I'm I'm going to accept your feelings. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm not gonna deny how you feel. How how idiotic would that be for me? That's empathy 101 to acknowledge how somebody feels. But just because somebody feels a certain way doesn't make it reality. I can feel like I'm a cat, but that doesn't make me a cat. Right? I could feel like a, a billionaire, but that doesn't make me a billionaire. I could feel like a woman that, that doesn't make me a woman. Right? The list goes on and on and on. And like I said in my last podcast with this whole transgender ideology is opening the door to it's opening the door to pedophilia. Because if children can consent to things like gender reassignment surgery, if a 16-year-old can consent to a double mastectomy, what can they not consent to? And again, if gender, if, if gender is a social construct, if a man can identify as a woman and if a woman can identify as a man, why it can't age be a social construct? What's stopping an adult predator from identifying as an 11-year-old to justify pedophilia? Gender ideology is a Trojan horse to pedophilia. It's all this is. And we can respect each other and we can love each other at the same time and still address it for what it is. Right? We can have the best of both worlds. It's possible. But we let our emotions get the best of us. And we, we we get heated and we allow these evil people to divide us and distract us and to pit us against each other and think that we are each other's enemies just because we have disagreements, but we're not each other's enemies just because we have a disagreement. There are evil. There are a few evil people that rule this world and they divide the good people, people like you and me. They get us to argue with each other because we, we disagree on abortion or what we should do about transgender bathrooms and sports and stuff like that. Trivial things. And we're divided and distracted and meanwhile... Our national debt is skyrocketing. Our currency is devaluing. we It's bad, guys. It's bad. And, and our power and our wealth is being stripped away from us every single day. <sighs> so we're going to get into how Grifter Newsom, I mean Governor Newsom, is trying to raise money by just... All he's doing is attacking the other side and he's raising money. So... Uh, Gavin Newsom, Grifter Newsom, is launching this campaign for democracy. We're gonna watch this nearly two-minute video of how he's trying to raise money to, what, fight back and uh, by attacking the Republicans? Watch this.
1: Let's be direct. We can't solve a problem without first identifying it. And the problem in our country right now? Authoritarian leaders who are so hell-bent on gaining power and keeping it by whatever means necessary that they're directly attacking our freedoms in state after state. That's why I'm launching the Campaign for Democracy. We're going on the road to take the fight to states where freedom is most under attack, where Republican leaders ban books, criminalize doctors, fire teachers, intimidate librarians, kidnap migrants, target trans kids, stoke racism, condone anti-Semitism force the victims of rape and incest to carry their attacker's baby, where they ignore the will of the people. They make it harder to vote and easier to buy assault weapons. They fan the flames of culture wars to distract from the fact that blue states have lower murder rates, better health care outcomes, and higher GDPs. We're going to these states and investing in people and organizations where they're fighting back. We know we have a big battle coming, which is why we'll help lead the fight to make sure we elect leaders in 2024 who believe in democracy. Our country is facing an existential battle for who we are and who we're willing to become. It's not an exaggeration. That's the truth. What's happening in those red states? (laughs) It's not who we are. It's un-American. It's undemocratic. And all it takes to fight back is a willingness to stand toe-to-toe and say, enough. That's what the Campaign for Democracy is all about. We're doing this because, well, the future isn't just something that happens to us, it's something we can create. So join the movement. Join us at CampaignForDemocracy.com.
0: Wow. There might be only two things in that entire one minute and 51 seconds that were actually somewhat true. Two things out of everything that he just said. The first, the first thing that he said that was true was how Republican lawmakers are trying to, uh, it's the abortion topic, trying to force victims of rape to carry their baby. I get it. The pro-life stance is that the baby is innocent and should not be murdered. Punish the rapist all you want. Throw the rapist in jail. Do whatever you want. I get it. It's a very, very, very tough and delicate subject. We're not going to get into that. But he's using that to invoke fear to invoke fear, to raise money, grifting. He's grifting. So that, okay, credit to the one thing in there that's true that he said, Republican lawmakers, I'm sure, are trying to protect babies who are from a rape, right? Um, and the other thing that he said that was true was Republican lawmakers are making it harder to vote. Thank you, Republican lawmakers, for making it harder to vote. Yeah, thank you. Because there is so much fraud that's going on. Here in California, we have universal mail-in ballots, where it's super easy to vote. Not only is it super easy to vote, but it's super easy for political operatives to go door to door and collect ballots. So yes, it should be harder to vote. Yes, there should be voting in person. Yes, there should be voter ID. Yes, there should be clean voter rolls. Yes, it should not be super easy to vote. So yeah, it is true that Republican lawmakers are making it harder to vote. And I agree with that. Now let's go over his tweet here. So He's launching everything here is saying is false. I'm launching this new organization campaign for democracy to grift off of Republican lawmakers and invoke. uh, I'm sorry, no, that's not what he's saying. America is in an exempt existential struggle for democracy. Okay, first things first, we are not a democracy, Gavin Newsom. Hello, everybody. We in America are not a democracy. It's false. Every time every politician, either on the right or left, says we're in a democracy, we are not a democracy. Why? A democracy, plain and simple, is two wolves and a sheep voting on what to eat for lunch. A democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what to eat for lunch. Obviously, the wolves are going to vote to eat the sheep. And the sheep is uh, shit-a-S-O-L. The sheep is S-O-L. Because in a democracy, the majority wins. In a democracy, that's it. The majority wins. So if 51% of the people want to, I don't know, do infringe on the rights of 49%, they can in a democracy. If ninety-nine In a democracy, if 99.999% of the people says, oh, that person needs to die, so bad. But in a republic, in a country like us, a constitutional republic where we're not a democracy, it doesn't matter if the two, wolf, if the two wolves vote to eat the sheep. The sheep has a right to life that is endowed by our Creator. And that right to life overrides the will of the majority. So, more so than that, here in America, we have checks and balances in governments on the federal level. We have three branches of government the executive branch, the legislative branch, the judicial branch. We have different levels. We have the federal government, we have state governments, we have local governments, county governments. There are checks and balances all over the place. Now, yes, there's a democratic process to who we, rep, who we elect to represent us. Obviously, the majority wins. That's like the only democratic part of our country where the majority in any given election wins that seat for any whatever office. But even president, president, we, it's 270 votes in the Electoral College to win, and it's a good thing that we are not a democracy. Democracies suck. At the end of the day, they suck. They really do republics are where it's at where there's separation of powers checks and balances where we have rights endowed by our creators where it doesn't matter if the majority wants to infringe on our rights they can't infringe on the rights and the power of the people and that's why democracies suck let's go on to let's keep reading his tweet here extremist republicans are systematically attacking the very foundations of our free society denying women equality okay so obviously this goes back to the abortion thing um if you are against abortion then you're denying women's equality we're not going to get into that attacking communities of color um i haven't seen anything on how republicans are attacking communities of color fetishizing weapons of war um kind of went over the point of the second amendment earlier in this podcast and why it's so important to have a gun why it's so important to be able to protect yourselves banning books the only books that i saw that republicans are banning are things like genderqueer explicitly sexual pornographic material in schools that's the books that i see that are being banned in uh uh schools restricting speech he's <laughs> this is the thing that got me gavin newsom is attacking republicans for restricting speech But here in California, he signed AB 2098, which literally restricted the speech of our healthcare professionals if it went against the COVID narrative. The COVID narrative, it doesn't say that in the bill. Gavin Newsom, Grifter Newsom, has the gall to attack the Republicans for restricting speech when he himself signed a bill to restrict speech. That is the very definition of of hypocrisy. And undermining the right to vote is what he says undermining the right to vote no the republicans just want some a few more checks and balance checks so maybe illegal immigrants don't vote so maybe the people who shouldn't be voting who don't even aren't citizens of this country shouldn't be voting maybe so there's no dead people voting no illegal immigrants voting and we have that at least yeah i suppose we're undermining the republicans are undermining the right for dead people to vote and the so quote-unquote uh right for illegal immigrants to vote Gavin Newsom, what a disgusting person he is. Do not fall for this. Do not fall for this. It's absolutely disgusting. Restricting speech. And all he's doing, all he's doing in that ad is attacking the other side to raise money. Grifting. Grifting. Bernie Sanders does it. Gavin Newsom has done it. And he's counting on your ignorance. He wants you to be ignorant. He wants you to not pay attention so you can donate to him and be afraid of those extremist MAGA Republicans, which I I don't agree with everything that they're doing. I saw something about how some GOP lawmakers are are cutting funding for libraries in Wisconsin. Okay, that sounds weird. I don't agree with that. I'm sure there's more to the story, but I don't agree with that. I don't agree with how Trump, the MAGA king, raised our national debt by a lot and encouraged lockdowns and and wanted to lock down the country and bragged about it and said if I didn't lock down the country things would have been I disagree with all of that but what Gavin Newsom is doing is all he's doing he's not making the case for himself he wants you to be fearful of the other side that's what politicians do these days they just attack the other side and say hey I'm not that person vote for me and both sides do it hey I'm not that person vote for me and all everybody is doing these days is just voting against somebody else Who here is really voting for somebody? Are you voting for somebody or are you voting against somebody else? Think about that. The last thing I'm gonna share with you is some more hypocrisy from the California Democrats, Attorney General Rob Bonta and how they always attack big oil for the reason why our gas prices here in California are so high, watch this.
1: We are looking, we are monitoring. We are standing up for everyday Californians and our message to big oil is very clear by the rules or pay the price it's really that simple
0: so that was attorney general rob bonta attacking big oil we're going to crack down on big oil to in gas prices because big oil is raking in so many profits but look at this for every gallon of gas in california 54 cents in state excise tax 18.4 cents in federal excise tax okay got it california democrats can't do anything about that 23 cents for california's cap and trade program 18 cents for state's low carbon fuel programs two cents for underground gas storage fees, an average of 3.7 in state and local taxes. That's why our gas prices in California are so high, because of the California Democrats' taxes, fees, and regulations, and regulations on the oil company, how they have to switch between the summer and winter blend. So we have liar, Attorney General Rob Bonta, and okay, there might be truth behind how oil companies are raking in record profits. Well, okay, I get it, there might be. When you have the Biden administration on the campaign trail essentially calling a war, going all out nuclear war against the oil and gas industry, I imagine they're going to want to embolden their bottom line. That's what profitable companies want to do. Profits come first for a company like that. I I get it. They might be. And then obviously with inflation as our currency devalues, of course companies just in general are going to be raking in record profits, right? Right. As the dollar decreases in value so will our the num, the, the numbers on the on company's bottom line will increase it's just common sense so i get it there might be truth between that behind that but the but you can't deny that get, look at all these taxes and fees and regulations and not only that but this is just taxes and fees like I said in just a second ago, we have the regulations imposed on the oil and gas companies from the California Democrats to do the 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 uh, the good gasoline, the winter blend, the summer blend. That makes it more expensive. That that price gets passed down to the consumer. Everything that the government does, any rule regulation that the government does that imposes on a business, the cost always gets passed down to the consumer. Always every every time, one hundred percent of the time, right? If there's a minimum wage hike, nope. Oh, guess we got to raise our prices on our menu and the customer pays the price so don't let these liars get to you don't let these grifters get to you and i attack the democrats a lot on this podcast because they are really really brazen but that doesn't mean the republican party is the answer that doesn't mean the republican party is without guilt i mean i think one of the perfect analogies that i saw is that the republican party is just a speed bump for democrats right they're just they're just making what the democrats want to do just they're just forcing them to do their, force it, carry out their agenda just a little bit slower than what they might want. The Republican party really isn't doing anything to transfer power back to the people that I see, maybe a few people in the Republican party, like a Thomas Massey or a Chip Roy or something like that. Very, very few, very few, it's unfortunate. So the Democratic party is, it's a well-organized, well-funded machine. It's an onslaught to the pros- prosperity and the wealth and the freedom of the American people. And the Republican party is just kind of like, cool, sounds good. We're, we're, we're here, we're going to be in second place, and that's where we're at as a country. So I'll leave it at that. My plea to humanity for you in this episode is to not believe the fear, propaganda that the grifters are selling you, like Gavin Newsom, like Rob Bonta, and to understand both sides. You know, there's don't get stuck in an echo chamber. Don't. Getting stuck in an echo chamber and get, being caught up in groupthink is one of the worst things that you can do. So, thank you for watching this episode of A Plea to Humanity. My name is Corbin Sable. Have a good day.